0: The Direction Daily Gold Miners Index Bull and Bear 3X Shares ETFs trade under the ticker NUGT for the 3X Bull and DUST for the 3X Bear. These leveraged ETFs seek a return that is 300% of the performance of the NYSE ARCA Gold Miners Index for a single day. The Gold Miners Index holdings include names such as Barrick Gold, Newmont Mining, Franco Nevada, and Newcrest Mining, with index country weightings including Canada, Australia, United States, and South Africa. These are highly leveraged ETFs with daily resetting designed for short-term trading not long-term investing. To magnify your short-term perspective, whether you're a bull or a bear on gold miners, you choose The Direction. For up-to-date pricing and performance, go to direction.com. Index holdings are
1: subject to change. Investing in the funds involves significant risk and should only be utilized by investors who understand the impact of leverage and actively monitor their portfolio. They are not designed to track the underlying index for more than a day. Before investing, carefully consider a fund's investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses contained in the prospectus available at Direction.com. Read carefully. Distributor foresight fund services. Are you
0: ready to build, grow, and protect your investments? Welcome to the Index Investing Show, where we give you the tips, tools, and philosophy for reaching your financial goals. And now, your host, inventor of the Portfolio Report Card, and author, Ron DeLegge.
1: Coming up on today's program, a recap of 2021 market performance, also reflecting on the 16-year history of the Index Investing Show and what comes next. Yeah, if you didn't get the memo, this is going to be our final radio broadcast I'm rebooting the program as a YouTube show with a podcast. So I want to talk about three elements of this program since its founding. I want to talk about our sponsors, our program guests, and our philosophy. So a lot to get into on today's program. Let's just begin real quick here with a a summary of what's happened in 2021 in terms of market action. So since the start of the year... we've seen the total U.S. stock market perform very strongly. We've got the total U.S. stock market as tracked by the Schwab U.S. Broad Market ETF, ticker symbol SCHB, ending the year, it looks like, on a very high note, uh, with a gain thus far. This is through the market close, by the way, of uh, December 24th. We've got SCHB ahead by almost 25% been a good year. We'll take a look at the industry sector performance in a minute, tell you what's going on underneath the hood. But uh, U.S. stock market has outperformed its global peers. International and emerging market stocks are up, but but not not quite as much. VEA, which tracks developed market stocks from places like England and Japan and Australia, ahead by just a nudge over 11%. That's VEA. And then VWO, which tracks emerging market stocks, has been a laggard, being weighed down by weak performance in Brazil and China, up just barely, just over half a percent, VWO. And then we've got other major asset classes, like the total U.S. bond market down 1.7%. Two final areas, commodities and real estate, both star performers in 2021. USCI ahead by 32%, and then uh, REET, which tracks global real estate ahead by 28.5%. So that's your big picture view. Those are the major asset classes, stocks, bonds, and commodities and real estate. We'll get you caught up on what's happening in terms of industry sectors. And also we'll look at cryptos a little bit later. But really the story of 2021 was higher inflation. That was good for commodities. It, It didn't hurt the performance of stocks. Those that say that inflation is bad for stocks, well... Look at the performance. Total U.S. stock market ahead by almost 25 percent. We had inflation hitting decade uh, or or, um, highs that we haven't seen in decades, and yet stocks still performed pretty strongly. Um, So that is what unfolded here in 2021. The question is, how did you do? That's the bigger question. I, I can quote market statistics all day long, but really the question all of us should be asking is, how are, are we performing? How is our investments doing relative, how are they doing relative to these major market indexes? And what we have found, and uh, the research supports this, is that most professional investors, most amateur investors consistently underperform the indexes. And so, um, the way that you avoid this underperformance is by building your investments simply on index-based ETFs or funds that, uh, that alleviate the heavy costs associated with investing, that also have lower tax liabilities, and that allow you to capture the market returns. And uh, if you just do that, if you just do that, you're going to do better than most investors. You're going to outperform over the long run. And we're going to take a look at this on today's program. I've got a 15-year history, a study that was done by the Vanguard that overlaps with the 16-year history of this program. And I want to take a look at this study because it reaffirms exactly what I've told you from day one, that index investing may not be the best investing strategy ever invented but the number of worse strategies is infinite. And those of, of, of you that have questioned the, the veracity, the, uh, the durability of index investing, well, this 15-year study, which again overlaps with the history of this show, is going to verify exactly what I've been telling you from day one. So stay tuned for that. also want to take a look at some of our program guests that have graced this program over the past 16 years since we began the show. Um, I'm, you know, I'm still in awe of the caliber of guests that have been on this program. Wall Street historian and author extraordinaire, Peter Bernstein, we had him on the show right during the 2008 financial crisis, as it was unfolding. He brought calm, he brought experience and perspective That helped both me and our audience to realize that better days were ahead. And uh, we got him also right before he passed away. So that was uh, certainly a a blessing to catch him uh, before that happened. RIP Peter Bernstein. We also had Nobel Prize winning economist uh, Harry Markowitz on the program. Another wonderful guest. Modern Portfolio Theory. Yeah, you've probably heard of it. It's sort of controversial now. Some people say that it doesn't really uh, matter anymore, but his contribution to finance, it's changed the way that we think about diversification, the way that we think about risk. It's also changed the way we construct investment portfolios for the better. And I was surprised that Harry Markowitz, he didn't just call in. He actually came to our radio studio. He got into his car and drove along with his wife our radio studio, and it was just an absolute privilege to meet such an, a, a giant in finance, Harry Markowitz. He's still alive. He's born, I think, in uh, 19 late late 1920s, and uh, he's still around. And uh, so that was a, a, a privilege to have him on the show, and of course for me to meet him in person. And then what about John Bogle, the founder of the Vanguard Group, who many times came on this program. And uh, he also made an appearance in my book, Habits of the Investing Greats, Um, a pioneer in the mutual fund industry. He grew the world's largest index fund from just $11 million to over $400 billion. I mean, that's just an unbelievable uh, accomplishment. Bogle had this to say, if the data do not prove that indexing wins, well, the data are wrong. (laughs) Oh, man, he had the best quotes. Um, You know, and even if I had my differences with him, especially when it came to ETFs, he wasn't a fan of ETFs. Let's just put it that way. My viewpoint has always been that, listen, ETFs are simply a device. They're an extension of the same index investing strategy and philosophy that Bogle uh, spearheaded back in the 70s that's all an ETF is. It doesn't have a viewpoint or opinion, and it's not encouraging investors to be any more active, or it's not tr- converting investors to be day traders, as, uh, as he argued. Uh, I think he softened his tone toward the end, towards ETFs, but in the beginning, uh, he was not a fan of ETFs. In fact, there was a, a big debate within Vanguard if they would even launch exchange-traded funds. And let me just say, if they had listened to john bogle and not launched etfs vanguard would not be the great institution that it's become today so thank goodness they didn't listen to him on that one everything else they listened to him and uh, it worked out but in the end uh, there's no doubt that john bogle remains uh, a hero of mine and uh, a a giant uh, in the investment landscape So we're gonna get into some other things. We're gonna talk about the philosophy of this program. I also wanna touch on our sponsors, those that have supported this program over its 16-year history. I'm Ron DeLegge, this is the Index Investing Show, and I'll be right back.
0: You're listening to the Index Investing Show with Ron DeLegge. (laughs) Subscribe to our podcast at iTunes, Spotify, or Google Play. Be sure to leave a review.
1: So as we reflect on the 16 year history of the index investing show, I would like to, uh, thank our program guests, which have supported this program from day one, uh, Vanguard, along with the select sector, spider ETFs, direction investments, you know, and th- I think about the, the, the very product lineup of each of these companies, you know, Vanguard, which, uh, is known for its plain vanilla, broadly diversified, low-cost index ETFs. And then you've got a company like the Select Sector Spider ETFs, which is from State Street Global, which is a concentrated lineup of ETFs that are designed to track 11 industry groups within the S&P 500. That's a lot different than a broad market beta ETF that, uh, that invests in emerging markets or U.S. stocks or developed market stocks. And then you've got Direction Investments, which takes it a step further by offering thematic ETFs. And ETFs that offer uh, upside with leverage, 2x or 3x daily leverage, and then the opportunity to profit when markets go down. So in other words, ETFs that are inverse performing. And it's really just a testament, the fact that we've been able to garner sponsors of this caliber great companies that have allowed investors to build and construct investment portfolios that help them get ahead and stay ahead it's just a testament to the fact that indexing has evolved beyond plain vanilla broadly diversified yardsticks to indexes that now allow investors to customize their market exposure according to industry themes or industry sectors and so this is a, a major major development that we are beginning that we have witnessed over the uh, past 16 years of this program. And uh, it's been an absolute blessing to have these companies support the show because we've been vocal proponents of this type of investing. And of course, it's all about context, right? The proper context for these products is the core is the plain vanilla, broadly diversified, yardsticks or etfs that touch the major asset classes that's your core you're just looking for exposure to the market that's your foundation low cost and and uh, you're you're touching those five big asset classes right stocks bonds real estate commodities and cash and then your non-core portfolio which is your appetizer or you might say it's your dessert it complements the core That's where you can get more concentrated. That's where you can add a little bit more risk. That's where you can add leverage and uh, those thematic types of funds. That's the philosophy of this program. That non-core portfolio complements the core. That is your context. That's, in my viewpoint, that's what I've seen, what works based upon my 25 years plus of experience in this industry. And uh, it's worked for me and it'll work for you. And then, of course, your margin of safety. Let's not forget about that. Another fundamental principle of the Index Investing Show is to invest with a margin of safety or a cushion. We have evangelized that message from day one. And that message, by the way, was first promoted by investing great Benjamin Graham, who coined that phrase, margin of safety. I didn't come up with it. I didn't invent it. He did. And so we've taken that that same strategy, that same philosophy, and implemented it in our own philosophy. And so it's your co- it's your core portfolio that always stays invested fully. It's your non-core portfolio that could go long, short, be tactical. And then it's your margin of safety bucket, which is defensive, which gives you liquidity, principal protection, guaranteed income. That's what complements your overall portfolio, you'll notice each of those three buckets does something completely different. And that's why they work so well together. And so this is the investment philosophy that I continue to evangelize. And uh, it's something that uh, hopefully will stick with you. If you're just joining us, you're listening to the Index Investing Show. I'm your host, Ron Leggy. 800-516-1220 is the number if you'd like to get in with any last parting shots. Uh, go ahead, be my guest. Take your swing. Now's your opportunity. And uh, as I said, this is our final radio broadcast of this program. Uh, we started the show in 2005, and it's been an absolute blessing. There are a lot of haters, a lot of folks who said we wouldn't last. Boy, were they wrong. And uh, we're rebooting the program as a YouTube show, and it's gonna also going to have a podcast element. Production is in planning phases right now, and I'm going to drop that in uh, early 2022. That will be on ETF Guide TV. By the way, ETF Guide TV is where you will watch not just the index investing show, but my other productions like ETF Battles, along with First Look ETF with the New York Stock Exchange. And then I've got a new program, which I'm super excited about. I am just gushing because this is, this is my area of expertise, and it's, it's one that is my absolute wheelhouse and one that goes in line with my area of study and, and interest. The program is going to be called the Portfolio Makeover, and we're going to look at investor portfolios on the air, and we are going to diagnose those portfolios and we'll tell you the strengths and weaknesses and uh, things that can be improved. And uh, that's going to be a fun show. So you can see that uh, the index investing show will join a strong lineup, and uh, it's something definitely that you'll want to check out at YouTube. Again, look for ETF Guide TV. That's where all of this programming will be aired, and again, that's on YouTube. So uh, let's take a look real quick here at uh, some industry sector performance. If we slice up the S&P 500 sectors, it's been a great year across the board. I've been telling you that. And uh, those of you that have listened to the show, this has been a regular component of the index investing show over the past 16 years. We've talked about um, why industry sectors tell us so much about the market's sentiment, the market's mood, the market's direction, and the strength of the market's move. And right now it's very bullish. We've got all 11 sectors up double digits. The top three sectors by performance in order. Energy, real estate, and technology. Those are the top three. Energy is up uh, just over 51%, ticker symbol XLE. And then XLRE tracks real estate. That one's up just over 40%. And then technology, XLK, up just over 34%. Again, those are your top three. If you look at the bottom three industry sectors, you'll notice that they, they lean very heavily on the defensive side. So you've got the bottom three sectors in order. XLP, which is consumer staples, up 14.3%. Then XLU, which is utilities, ahead by 14.6%. And then communication services, XLC, ahead by 16.6%. So even the uh, bottom performing sectors are still up with some impressive gains here in 2021. And they will end uh strongly even if we have a mini correction between now and year end it's been a good year across the board in terms of industry sector performance and that's what you want to see if you're a bull you want to see broad participation by all industry groups and uh this has not been uh, uh, contrary to what some have argued and some have said they said well there's only a couple of stocks that are leading this rally that are contributing to most of the gains well We take a look at the performance from an industry sector perspective. That does not agree with that thesis that only a couple stocks are leading this market higher. It's been an industry-wide participation. All industry groups have rallied higher, and so that's uh, that's the way it is, like it or not. 800-516-1220 is the number. We're here if you'd like to join us. You're listening to the Index Investing Show. I'm Ron DeLegge. More when we return. Go nowhere.
0: Do you have an investing or retirement plan question? Tweet the program right now or follow us on Twitter at index show.
1: First, the basic idea working people defer the money they earn. Next, that money can be used in the future to pay for basic living expenses, so long as it's wisely invested. To acquire these skills, tune in to the Index Investing Show with Ron Leggi, a carefully designed program for working
0: people who save and invest money. The Index Investing Show is now available at iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, and other world-class platforms. Listening to the Index Investing Show with Ron DeLegge. Subscribe to our podcast at iTunes, Spotify, or Google Play. Be sure to leave a review.
1: All right. Another favorite element of my program has been our loyal guests. We've had uh, so many over the years. uh, Robert in Murrieta, California. And actually, we haven't heard from him in a while, but I know he's. still around and uh, listens to the program. Had a chance to actually meet him. He came into our radio studio. He was so enthusiastic about the Index Investing Show and the fact that there was a program dedicated to this type of investing that he said to me. He coaxed me into to coming to the radio studio and just hanging out and drinking some coffee and talking markets and investing and finance. And so that was a, a memorable moment in the history of this program. And of course, the many emails the many uh, phone calls, the many tweets that we've received uh, from our loyal listeners. And by the way, listeners from around the globe. So not just U.S. listeners. I guess that's what happens when uh, you begin to podcast the show, is that you get listeners from all different places that you wouldn't even expect. And so it's been an absolute blast. But let's go to one of our other uh, listeners a little closer to home. Here in San Diego, we've got Will... Another loyal listener to the program. Will, welcome to the Index Investing Show.
0: Oh, thank you, Ron. I want to wish you the best in your future endeavors. and I'll certainly be following you on uh, YouTube. Wonderful. But, uh, my question, uh, given a rising interest rate environment, uh, should we as investors be a little bit more cautious in 2022?
1: Well, that's a good question. Uh, my market projections for 2022 are mostly sunny with a chance of earthquake. And mm. that, that is uh, always a possibility. Markets can change on the dime. And what I think, you know, my philosophy towards investing, which I've tried to, to teach to you and the rest of our audience, and one that I employ myself, is having an adequate cushion or margin of safety. If your cushion is adequate, if you've carved out a portion of your portfolio that's earmarked for liquidity, capital preservation, then I don't think you need to make these major shifts based on market conditions, you know, shifting from, a you know, all stock portfolio to 100% cash or, or having to be forced to sell assets at the worst possible time when they've gone down. So, um, but yes, one has to wonder, Will, you know, we've had, what, the best 12 years of stock market right. performance in 100 years, and we all know Especially those of us with some gray hair on our heads, right? We know that right. that markets uh, change. So, um, but to your question about inflation, you know, I point out that we had pretty high inflation in 2021. That didn't hurt stock market performance this year. So let's not forget that. Right. So. Um, correct. Yeah. So, so you know, I I think all these folks that point out that well, inflation is going to destroy the stock market. Well, it didn't in 2021. So will it in 2022? Uh, Who knows. But we do know that over periods of of long periods of time, that history has shown that inflation is a threat, and that uh, you want to own assets that have a history of proven history of outperforming inflation. So that would include things like equities and and real estate and so forth. So that would be my uh, my message to you. And never mind those market forecasts, Will. Uh, Don't listen to them. You know, focus on, like I said, the more important things, getting your own investment portfolio um, in, at a comfortable level for yourself and then, you know, minimizing your investment cost. of course, minimizing taxes, and let the markets take care of themselves.
0: Yeah. Well, okay. Well, listen, thanks a lot, Ron. And like I said before, best of luck to you in your new endeavors.
1: Thank you, Will. Best of success to you best of good health to you, along with all of our our listeners, and of course, uh, prosperity and profitable results. That is the end goal of this program, really. That's the bottom line. Uh, It's never been to have a show for just pure entertainment purposes. Yeah, we want to be entertaining, yeah, but it's more than that, right? It's not entertaining if you're losing money, is it? So profitable results is the purpose of everything that I do and helping you to get to that, 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 that level, um, you might say that's the holy grail of investing. It's profitable results. Let's not complicate it, right? It's not to get an education. It's not to have fun. It's not to learn, right? We don't invest to learn. We don't invest to get educated. We don't invest uh, you know, to, to kill time. We invest to have a profitable outcome. And if you're investing for any other reason but that, you are doing it wrong. You are doing it wrong. Making money is half the battle. Keeping it is the other half. Stock market doesn't beat anyone. People beat themselves. Price is the only thing that matters. Adapt to it or suffer. Being a good saver doesn't automatically make you a good investor. The discipline which is most important in investing is not accounting or economics, but psychology. A retirement plan without a written plan isn't much of a plan. 99% of all statistics only tell us 49% of the story 100% of the time. The only investors who shouldn't diversify are those who are right 100% of the time. People who invest without an adequate margin of safety are clinically insane. Taxes will be permanently raised to pay for temporary reductions. Everyone has the brain power to make money in stocks. Not everyone has a stomach. Your investment portfolio should not be a source of anxiety. These are some of the pieces of my manifesto What I stand for, what the Index Investing Show stands for, and uh, again, the message that we have taught you, our philosophy, make it your philosophy. That's uh, very important. 800-516-1220 is the number. We're here. Again, you're listening to the Index Investing Show, and uh, it's been an absolute blessing to have our program sponsors behind the show from day one. Like I said, we've had some great partners, Vanguard, the Select Sector Spider ETFs, which are part of State Street Global Advisors. These are two of the largest and most dominant players in the indexing and ETF business today. And they're also some of the most innovative. I mean, let's not forget State Street Global is the same firm that introduced the very first U.S.-listed etf way back in 1993 when you were still in diapers well some of us were in diapers some of us weren't born yet some of us were uh you know in our mid whatever mid 30s mid 40s whatever but the point is is that it was a long time ago and it spurred this trend of etf investing we've never looked back since then And ETFs have only gotten bigger and bigger. Index investing has only gotten bigger and bigger. And 2021 was a standout year in terms of a new development for our industry and for investors. And this is what we're going to see. This is the next big trend. And that is the introduction of cryptocurrency-linked products. In I believe, uh, when was it? The fourth quarter, which we're still in. It wasn't that long ago, seems like that long ago, but we saw the first Bitcoin ETF launched on U.S. exchanges, ticker symbol BITO, which is linked to Bitcoin futures contracts. That's how they're getting their exposure. And uh, this is just the beginning of what we're going to see in the ETF marketplace. More products tracking not just Bitcoin, but other cryptocurrencies. Let's not forget that Bitcoin is king, but there's others behind it. You've got Ethereum, and you've got Litecoin, and Cardano, and Solana, and all these other cryptocurrencies that have been making some noise and may even be a little bit more innovative and have more utility than Bitcoin. So that's coming. Um, But uh, we'll talk about that Uh, in terms of performance. We're going to give you some updates what's going on with cryptos in the next segment. And then we'll take a look at some research, some history of index investing and its actual results, its performance, when I come back.
0: You're listening to the Index Investing Show with Ron DeLegge. Subscribe to our podcast at iTunes, Spotify, or Google Play. Be sure to leave a review. All
1: right, i got to update you on some performance numbers as we wind down 2021 we take a look at the areas that have really shown and shined it's been uh, equities all the way we've got the spxl that's the direction s p 500 bull 3x shares that's been the right trade to be a bull spxl since the start of the year up by almost 94 percent and man it's been it's been a, a rocky road uh we had equities you know, sharing um, or having some some corrections along the way. And of course, um, SPXL aiming for 3x daily leverage. Obviously, it's going to be a lot more volatile and bouncing all over the place. But the trend overall, despite those intraday volatility has been up. And then some of those industry sectors that I talked about earlier in the program, we discussed the top three for 2021 in order energy real estate, and technology. Those have been the top three industry groups. And if you're a bull, it's been the play to use leverage. That's been the right trade, either 2x or 3x leverage. But taking a look at the ETFs from Directions lineup that track these areas, DRN ahead by 128%. That tracks real estate. ERX, which tracks energy with 2x daily leverage, up over 107%. And then TECL making a run here, Uh, technology for uh, part of the year was lagging, but it really has made a strong year-end run, and TECL up over almost 110% for 2021, so a a nice, strong finish. Uh, Keep in mind, TECL, just to, to help you understand what kind of run this ETF has been on just over the past few months, I mean, it was ahead in uh, October, it was up about 40%. And um, since then, uh, it has gained over 55%. Um, a little bit more than that, but it just helps you understand very, in a very short time, how much of a run TECL has in technology, of course, being, being a strong performer here as 2021 winds down. And then one other area within technology, which merits discussion, and, and one that we sometimes forget, but that's been in the news, especially with all of the supply shortages and the uh, disruptions with uh, the global pandemic has been semiconductors. And there's lots of demand for semiconductors, um, even before the disruptions. Uh, this is an industry group to keep your eye on, S-O-X-L, which tracks The uh, semiconductor group with 3x daily leverage ahead by over 116 percent, and I was reading—I don't remember where it was—but something that um, that really speaks to the future of the semiconductor industry. That the modern automobile, this whole shift that we're now seeing away from motor or gas-powered cars to electrified cars, that the amount of components needed to power an electric car are like uh, like like almost hundred percent more than the gas powered car. So it's basically chips and software that are running that car. and that's the future of the automobile industry, like it or not. And it's it's as the, the globe makes this push towards decarbonization and uh, having more cleaner energy, Uh, I think that's certainly supportive of the price action that we're seeing, the bullish price action that we're seeing in the semiconductor industry. So S-O-X-L, keep your eye on that one. That one's been a good performer. And then what about cryptocurrencies? We talked about them a little bit earlier. The performance, let's see here. In uh, 2021, you got Bitcoin, which gained uh, just over 75% on the year relative to the U.S. dollar. And then Ethereum, which is up 457% relative to the US dollar. So Ethereum really was the winner in terms of uh, performance, but uh, again, uh, cryptocurrencies are gaining uh, more and more um, institutional uh, usage. We're starting to see Wall Street adapt and incorporate cryptos inside portfolios. We're seeing, of course, uh, retail investors Have already embraced cryptocurrencies. And it's going to get easier to add cryptos to your investment portfolio in the future because exchange traded funds will be the vehicle that allows that to happen. ETFs are going to be right there in the mix. And that's how you'll get your exposure to cryptos. And that way, and then also, we may see um, the evolution of uh, exchanges that never shut down. So that's the other thing about the crypto marketplace is 24-7. So we may see that eventually happen with stocks and ETFs, you know, markets that never shut down. And so that's something else, uh, another big trend that uh, we will see uh, unfold and happen in the future. And uh, it'll be a fringe movement before it becomes a mainstream movement, but it's something that I'm definitely watching for. And as I alluded to earlier, you know, when we first started the Index Investing Show 16 years ago, you know, I had to do a lot of arguing that um, index investing was a better strategy than other strategies. And I really, you know, I had some data behind me that proved that. And, and at that time, I used it. But I wanted to share with you some data from Vanguard. They did a study uh, all about this, and they, they come out with periodic studies, but this was one that came out in April of 2019, titled, The Case for Low-Cost Index Fund Investing. And in that, that white paper, they took a very extensive look at the performance of indexes versus active managers, in other words, stock pickers, as well as bond pickers. And they looked at the performance of these funds versus their corresponding indexes. They looked at all these different categories from large cap growth to large cap value, all the way down to mid caps and small caps, along with developed and emerging market stocks, global stocks. They looked at Ginny Mays, they looked at high yield bonds, they looked at short term government bonds, they looked at corporate bonds, they looked at intermediate corporate bonds all of these different areas within the market. When you subdivide the securities market, you get all these little crevices and areas where you begin to discover performance and, and begin to see, you begin to see what's really going on. And what that study found is that the percentage of actively managed mutual funds that underperformed versus their benchmarks was tremendous. It was just tremendous, and it basically, the translation is basically that indexing won across the board in all of these major areas, and it won rather, it wasn't like a margin, vi- a marginal victory. It wasn't like just, you know, by the nick of its chinny-chin-chin. Chin. This was dominant outperformance by indexes across the board, and especially when you look at uh, these these funds not just the survivors, but also the funds that didn't survive. So when you include the the funds that that went away and got folded because they had horrible performance, and then you included the funds that survived, when you add those two groups together, which is the right way to analyze data, the the overwhelming message is that indexing wins. And it wins in a very dominant fashion. And uh, this 15-year study, uh, again, overlaps with the founding of this program, of the Index Investing Show. And again, this solidifies the same message that we've been saying from day one, that indexing wins. It may not be the greatest strategy ever invented, but the number of worse strategies is infinite. A final thanks to all of our program fans, as well as our uh, program sponsors, Direction Investments, for supporting this show. may profitable results and prosperity always, always be yours. And be sure to check out the Index Investing Show on YouTube, along with our podcast, We're on ETF Guide TV. You can find me there along with my other productions like ETF Battles, Portfolio Makeover, and First Look ETF with the New York Stock Exchange. Thanks again, everybody. I'm Rhonda Leggy. We'll see you soon.
0: Thank you for listening to the Index Investing Show with Ron DeLegge. Connect with us on the web at indexshow.com. And be sure to subscribe to our podcast at iTunes, Spotify, or Google Play. expressed in this broadcast are not necessarily that of our advertisers, sponsors, or broadcast partners. The discussion of investing is general and should not be construed as investment advice or an offer to buy or sell securities. Listeners are responsible for their own investment decisions and results. Before investing in mutual funds or ETFs, always consult a prospectus for risk, charges, expenses, and other information. Read the prospectus carefully before investing. Past performance is not indicative of future results. No reproduction or dissemination of the index investing shows permitted without the expressed written consent of its producers.